Welcome back to the One Tribe Podcast, guys. This is Coach Naka. Obviously, a bit of a different setup. Um, I am jumping on today and doing a bit of a sports-related podcast. So we're going to be doing the One Tribe Podcast Sports Edition, and we are looking at Anthony Joshua versus Alexander Yusik. That happens on Sunday coming up this weekend uh in the uk so what do we got so what do we got so anthony josh is back in back in the ring after um a bit of time off and we're looking at a big big fight for the heavyweight division now obviously if you keep up with boxing this is a close fight to watch and uh what are the reasons and why are we watching this weekend now Obviously, with AJ back in the ring, you know, there's there's a lot of um, talk about probably the three big kings in the heavyweight division, um, Anthony Joshua, Dante Wilder, and obviously the man himself, Tyson Fury, the king of the division right now. So um, with the Wilder and Fury fight scheduled for the end of the month, or is it next month, whenever that is, um, that's going to be a massive one. So that's the rematch. Uh, the next big one is Alexander Usyk versus Anthony Joshua. Now, Alexander Usyk is coming. Usyk, I keep saying his last name wrong, Usyk. Uh, he was previously a cruiserweight champion, the cruiserweight champion of the world, and has moved up to heavyweight, right? So his last fight was against, was against um, Derek Chisora, War Chisora. So that fight, um i watched it wasn't a a dominant performance by Usyk. he was a smaller man um obviously being a cruiserweight coming up to heavyweight it's a big big jump in weight now chisora punches like a fucking mule okay so he was basically just trying to trying to snatch his body all fight um obviously being the bigger guy chisora was you know, probably by by round eight, a lot of gas was taken out of the tank. Um, and Usyk, you know, fought a smart fight with his fight, first fight being in the um, division. Um, stayed out of stayed out of the way of some big punches that Chisora is throwing. Right. So if you go and watch that fight, it's, it's all over YouTube. Um, you can see that he, it it was a boring fight to watch, but at the same time, he did enough. Um, Usyk did enough to to clench that win and uh he just boxed smart to be honest chisora threw it all on the line he was trying to take him out of there with every punch and i think by around seven and eight he just had nothing left in the tank so by the back end of the fight usik had uh, full control of it and basically took it to a win so we saw him um in his in his sort of maiden heavyweight fight come out against some a tough opponent in Derek chisora now anthony joshua in other news will be a tougher fight a way tougher fight obviously the reach advantage the the is is so big between the two um so you know you're looking at a guy punching up and you've got one guy punching down which will be sort of anthony joshua if that makes sense so you know the smaller fighters in my opinion and this is just the opinion of me sometimes have a 
greater advantage. Um, you know, if you don't know boxing, the people people always say, "Oh, look how big he is!" You know, he's he's, he's massive, but that can all also work against you. You know what I mean? So, um, the smaller guy can always get inside inside the guard, break the body down to to drop the head, basically. So that's a saying in boxing: chop the middle down, um, chop the middle of the tree down to to basically take down the whole tree you know what i mean so that's what you do in boxing if you're a shorter guy you stay on the inside you take away the power of the more rangier fighter the dominant fighter who's got more more lead more range and you just stay in the pocket that's where you're the safest now you obviously have to do work in there um now i'm just watching the cruiserweight fight between tony bellew and usik and usik's movement is very good his lateral movement is is amazing now joshua's lateral movement isn't the best he's very very big very muscular um he doesn't come in and out too well from his previous fights but he's got a lot of power um we did see against klitschko he his chin was exposed in that fight so he was dropped um but usik has a lot of power on the inside and he's a volume puncher. So the guy doesn't back off the, the pedal, you know what I mean? So AJ's got to use his range. He's got to keep him out on the outside. So basically, Anthony Joshua can just land those big right hands. Um, we are not forgetting that Alexander is a southpaw as well. So he leads with the right hand. This becomes a bit of a nightmare to fight. Okay. He's turning the opposite way to, to what you regularly would be sparring against or fighting against so he's, he's going the total opposite way but at the same time with this southpaw stance you're turning straight into the hooks of um anthony joshua so you're going into his power shots if that makes sense you're going away from his lead hand but into his power shots um this is you know a dangerous dangerous thing for alexander Usyk. now where i see this fight being one is in the back end of the fight from probably anywhere from round nine to 12. I am calling this fight a stoppage, a possible stoppage for Anthony Joshua in round 10. I will be saying that. I just feel AJ coming in uh, apparently at his lightest that he's ever, ever come into a fight. Does this also affect the power? Um, it may do some justice for his movement, not so um, heavy footed, you know what I mean? So as he gets a little bit more zapped in the back, back ends of the fight. Um, but Usyk is coming in at his heaviest. So Usyk is a big puncher as well. So if he's coming in heavier, his punches are going to have a lot more weight behind them. This is dangerous. For AJ, we did see in the fight against um, 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 the Me American Mexican, what was his name, who who won the title off him. Um, it's, I've just gone blank, but I will remember that. But um, he was dropped by some messy shots, but at the same time, those punches were heavy um, at the back of the head, and AJ was dropped in that fight. So it's not. It's not a secret. He is vulnerable. He's also vulnerable in the pocket. That's where he usually gets caught. Um, 
when when he when you take away his power, which is always on the outside. So, look, I think it's going to be a, a, a gritty, grimy fight, a dirty fight for the first at least eight rounds. Um, and you got to also give Usyk a chance because he's a great counterpuncher. I'm just watching, as I said, I've got the fight on, which was against Bellew. Bellew's a great boxer, great boxer, smart boxer. But everything Bellew threw, Usyk had an answer for. So he threw right back. It was just an exchange of punches. Um, so let's just go to Usyk verse. No, let's go to Anthony Joshua. Joshua verse. Joshua verse. Um, Joshua verse Ruiz. That's who I wanted. And um, Andy Ruiz. That's who I wanted. Sorry, I forgot his name. So Andy Ruiz did a great job. A great job. And Andy Ruiz's hands are magic. He, in my opinion, I've been following Andy Ruiz for a long time. He just was one of these boxers who didn't give a shit about his own well-being for a heavyweight heavyweights can punch but ruiz can box like canelo on his good days good head movement great hands fast hands and a power puncher so we did see that against um against aj and he was the shorter man so he got on the inside he did the work and and that's where he had success right so um will we see Usyk sort of try to imitate that blueprint that Ruiz had success with. Obviously, Ruiz's second fight, you know, that wasn't even a was a no-brainer. But you could tell the guy didn't train for that fight either. He just came in. He's just won the world titles and top of the world. Um, and basically, mate, did he have the mentality of one and done? Maybe, maybe not. You know, got paid millions and sort of just took his focus off the end game. So maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But um, so, yeah, let's go to... Usyk's fight. I'll pull a fight from Usyk up. Alexander Usyk, Derek Chisora. Let's pull this one up. So I watched this one last night. And um, as I said, both fighters came out wanting to just knock the heads off each other. But once um, once Alexander Usyk sort of got in, got in his stride, again, he punches in bunches. It's very hard to stop when, you know, a lot of them didn't didn't connect flush. I feel like if Chisora had thrown some punches that connected flush on Usyk, he would have probably got him out there because the guy is so powerful the way he throws. But it was very scrappy, very scrappy fight. Um, and Alexander just you know literally let his hands go for twelve rounds. There was something that. Uh, Derek was walking into every round, whether it was the jab, um, etc. So, you know, this was the key. Sorry, this was the key to victory for this guy because um, it was a, uh, it was just punches and bunches, volume fight. Um, he had great movement every time. Derek got him in against the ropes. Um, Usyk was out of there. Great head movement. Great defense and just, yeah, working that jab. So that right hand was always in Derek's face and it was uh, becoming a bit of a nightmare. Do you know what I mean? So um, as I said, he took control of this fight right 
towards probably around, right, round nine and, uh, and Derek had no answers, answers left, right? So let's go to Joshua Pulev. Joshua Pulev, which I believe was, this was um, in December, right? So let's go to the mid, middle fight. Pulev, I remember watching this fight again. European champion himself came through. It didn't, it didn't really, it was, it was an easy day. Easy day at work for AJ. Um, again, a good gritty fight, good gritty opponent. But, you know, AJ sort of classed him, schooled him in that ring. Um, I'm just watching it. It's, it's funny because you, it's hard to train boxers to do new things. So you basically, you know, especially after they've been boxing for so long, you basically don't try to change much in terms of style. Because it's very hard. Uh, the human brain will just go to patterns that it knows, especially when it's in fight or flight scenario. Um, so his inside fighting, I'm just watching it here. He's actually absolutely teeing off on Pulev from the inside. Because Pulev's a shorter guy trying to grab and hold to save his ass in there before he gets knocked out. But um, yeah, AJ just threw a nice uppercut straight under the guard and, and caught him and put him down. So this is where sort of AJ needs to capitalize. Well, that right hand was powerful, powerful, powerful. Straight right hand, drop pull over again. And I think this is where he gets counted out, if I believe it, counted out, fight over. So it was an easy night uh, at work for AJ. Um, I think he'll have success with his, his uppercuts as Pulev probably tries to throw his backhand and rear hand at AJ, he can counter punch with a massive uppercut, just like he did against Pulev Ruiz. I think that's his punch of choice with these smaller guys, just to come under their guard. A lot more velocity coming from where it's coming from too, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a big one. I'm just watching it now again, yeah, straight under the guard, straight through the guard, under the chin, and lights out, and then a straight right to thank him for his trouble. So, um, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely say that for 10 rounds of this fight, it's going to be a bit of an exchange, a bit of a war. It'll take at least four or five rounds for both fighters to work each other out, um, as it does, and then... You get into the second half of the fight, and that's when things start to pick up, elevate, and you know, the the better man starts to show show themselves. You know, what I mean, so um, let me know what you think. Leave leave some comments in in the comment section. Um, yeah, so AJ's got a lot of power. Just watch the knockout of Pulev, the, the final shot, the straight right hand. The way he wins against Usyk is to definitely keep him on the outside so he can throw those big shots. I feel Usyk's going to try to work the inside. He's going to try to break the body of AJ. He's going to be just on his toes, in his face at all times. That's how he keeps himself safe. You can't box at range with AJ, not not coming up from cruiserweight, not with the height difference. Getting, on in, getting in on the inside is his safest um, option. And just making it a real rugged, dirty fight um, where 
where AJ's gas tank will be tested. AJ's gas tank has been tested. We've seen it. As he gets on past eight rounds, nine rounds, he gets into the trenches. You know, we've seen him get sloppy. So will the weight cut affect it? Um, but same time, will U6 weight gain affect him being as mobile as he has been in previous fights? Um, so let me just finish. I'm just watching a compilation video of Alexander's knockouts from when he was a cruiserweight. I mean, the guy can box. The guy's got power. He's got crazy hands. He punches from different different angles. And that could be also a massive, um, massive drama for AJ, not being used to different angles and volume punches like this guy does. So... I don't know. It's a, it's a pick and fight, but I'm going to go with AJ. I've got some friends who are hoping AJ loses. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? So if AJ loses, it, 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 it puts this whole thing, the heavyweight division on its, on its head. Um, what do you do? Who do who, you know, the big fight everyone wants to see is Tyson Fury, AJ. That's what we all want to see. Um, two British fighters at Wembley or wherever they wherever they decide to hold it, it'd be it'd be nothing like it. Um, I know Saudi is in talks to host it there. That could possibly be um, a good fight destination coming up. Who knows? Um, so yeah, so that's my prediction, guys. I've said round ten. Stoppage, AJ will stop Usyk. Um, I would like to say just it's got to be a knockout. It really does. It's got to knock him out. But, I mean, Usyk, Usyk is durable. He's rugged. He can take a punch. And I don't know. Let's, um, we're just going to have to see Sunday. So I know that time, fight time, it's going to be a late one for us in Dubai. I think. The coverage starts every every time they fight in the UK. It doesn't start till about eleven coverage. So I think like two AM, they usually walk in the ring and start fighting. So I'm probably going to take Sunday off. It looks like it, but uh, I mean, we'll just see. We'll just see. You know, what comes first. Right, guys, I'm going to wrap this little sports podcast up. My prediction is AJ round ten um, by stoppage. And, uh, oh, yeah, so before I wrap it up, did everybody see Canelo and Plant weigh in this morning? If you haven't seen it, a lot of drama. There was, a you know, a push and a shove and then a punch thrown by Caleb Plant. If anything, go and watch the that part and you are, listen, Canelo is a killer in the ring. He's my favorite boxer. He's a killer in the ring. But you can also see you wouldn't want to fuck with him on the street because, I mean, he's so fast. Caleb Plant throws a left, like, slap, basically, not a hook. And uh, Canelo just slips it and throws a uppercut straight behind it, connects, splits his eye open or underneath, underneath Caleb Plant's eye. But you got to see how fast it was. Like, it's crazy. So, anyway, that's a bit of a drama there. Um and also, who does Canelo? I, I believe it's just going to be—he's going to absolutely walk through and 
and punch holes in Caleb Plant has no chance, absolute no chance. Um, even on his even on Canelo's worst day, I think he still beats Plant. Um, Plant hasn't fought anyone credible in that division, really. So I definitely think Canelo is going to come up, but who the hell? Does Canelo fight next? Because there's nobody to fight next. Does he go up to cruiserweight again? Um, I don't know. I think he possibly will. He, you know, he beat Kovalev up there for the belt. He knocked Kovalev out. That's saying a lot to go up two divisions and knock out a cruiserweight. So who knows? I don't, I can't tell you, but uh, I'm looking forward to Canelo absolutely destroying Caleb Plant. Um, and to wrap up the boxing segment on the One Tribe podcast, our boy from Australia, Georgie Ferocious Cambosis, is fighting Teofimo Lopez. Finally, I've seen the date was set for the 4th of October and now possibly being changed because of the venue. Let me just touch on this. I think they are fucking with George Cambosis, that whole promotion uh, that is Triller. Um, it it now honestly just seems like um, Tiafimo's team, Lopez's team, does not want to do this. And why would you? A lot of people don't know George Cambosis, but if you know a Sydney boy, we follow him, um, we love him, and he's got the goods to be the next world champion. And I truly believe if this whole weight hasn't affected him because the fight was obviously meant to be a month ago and then or two months ago uh tiafimo caught covid and they had to push it back and now they're trying to push it back again george has been away from his family now for like four and a half months or something like that as, as from what i'm seeing online um yeah, it's pretty if if this hasn't affected him which you know i don't know the guy but you see everything the guy's a hungry hungry kid he's he's definitely determined this is only going to spark it even more. Um, and to be honest, like, yeah, I, I mean, Tifimo is a very good boxer, power puncher, crazy power. This will be a, this will be fireworks, this fight, honestly, really, really will be. So, you know, I hope that fight goes on to happen next weekend or the weekend after, whatever it is. Um, and I hope, you know, we can have another, um, title holder, a, a world champion back in Australia through George Cambosis, because that'll be amazing if he can, after all the shit they've, they've put him through, he can come back with the gold and, um, yeah, the straps. So let's uh, let's see. There's a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Obviously, UFC's on Sunday as well, so there might not be any sleep um, on Sunday, early one on Sunday morning, and then Sunday night, I think we're going, this obviously the AJ fight. So um let's see let's see what goes on ufc one of our aussie boys um alex volonovsky is fighting for the uh, he's got the title he's, he's defending the title um so that'll be a great fight so there's nate diaz fighting on that card as well robbie lawler so yeah tune in um we might run one of these fight companions like i'm trying to just expand and, and broaden what the one tribe podcast can be so you can hear my voice a lot more <laughs> i'm sure you'll love it um but yeah so we might do a live stream fight companion 
on um, Sunday for both maybe the UFC and the boxing if I can stay up, which I want to, but it's a work day for us here. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening to the first sports edition of the One Tribe podcast. And uh, this is Coach Naka. Over and out.